1: Thanks for tuning in to Americana Music Profiles. It's Season 3, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine in print and Americanamusicmagazine.com online. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's join in on another great conversation with one of the Americana Music Industry's super talented artists. Chris Pleska and his band Curio have been playing to crowds and juke joints, dives, and clubs in and around Chicago, Illinois since 2009. His music and his new album, Tall Tales, is the topic of our conversation on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the podcast today. Hi. Thanks for having me, Greg. Yep. Good to talk to you. So you are in uh, Chicago, right? You got it is that uh has that been home for you for your whole life?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: How long how long have you been uh has music been a, a the theme for you?
0: Uh since grade school. Um my parents really raised me on a whole bunch of different stuff. I uh, took guitar lessons very early uh, and just kept going uh but it didn't really kick in until middle school, uh, like around sixth grade. I was in and out of a bunch of bands, and and finally, uh, out of high school, uh, Curio really got going.
1: And how long has that uh, been your band? How long have you guys been together?
0: Uh, We've been together since... This lineup has Mm -hmm. been together since 2012, Uh, but the band's been around since 2009. Uh, But it's gone through a bunch of different sounds and iterations,
1: um, you you mentioned that uh, pretty much just straight out of high school. Is this something that's a, that's a full time thing for you?
0: Uh on and off. Um, for me, yeah. Uh, for the rest of the guys, not so much. But I'm always promoting, always booking, uh, and and we try and play out as much as we possibly can.
1: Do you also do uh, solo work, or, or is it exclusively with the band Curio?
0: Uh I started doing some solo stuff last year just to kind of fill in the calendar yeah um, okay and that, that's definitely always on the table uh i I really enjoy doing both.
1: What does your solo work sound like compared to the to the band
0: uh obviously more stripped down um it's still curio songs um just because those are I solely write them. So uh, I'd bring those out on the road, um but yeah, it's just more stripped down, more of the way that they were originally written uh before we just make it really loud and dirty, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I was looking over the um press material that uh, uh that they sent over, and uh this a couple of things stuck out for me, one of them was um says their music is steeped in southern gothic lore tell me tell me about that what is that uh, uh i i have images that come to mind when i when i think of that but for folks that maybe sure. haven't heard you guys tell me what that means
0: uh very swampy um for me it's kind of it, it embodies a lot of the uh travel uh that that you'll do down south. Um, I mean, like a band like the legendary Shack Shakers, which is a big influence we've been able, we've been fortunate enough to do shows with. And the lead singer, uh, J.D. Wilkes, was actually on our last record. Um, So there's definitely ties there and definitely draw a lot from them. But it's just the the imagery, uh, the imagery of, you know, moss hanging over swamps, uh, just like voodoo uh, rituals in New Orleans and, and, and things like that. Like a very... Um, Cormac McCarthy
1: type
0: mm-hmm. okay. um, setting. Obviously,
1: Chicago is is linked to, to blues, uh, and that kind of um, um, kind of mystique, smoky kind of sound. Was that always your influence uh, growing always. up? Yeah, okay.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, all of the Chess records. Uh, all the Chess Records guys, um, anything Howlin' Wolf, anything Muddy Waters, um, huge influence. I mean, huge influence for all of us in the band, actually. Um, but just that, that dirty, very Chicago blues sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, currently I work at um, Reggie's, which is a rock club down in the city. And it, it's a couple streets down from Michigan Avenue from Chess. So being in close proximity to that is is just fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. And is that you work there doing other things, or, or musically that's a regular gig for you?
0: Uh, both. Musically it's a regular gig for us. It's been a home away from home uh, since 2010, okay. and, and they've been incredibly generous to us. Um, but that's what I do outside of music, too. Uh, I'm a bouncer there as well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I, okay. I, I, I get to enjoy it from both ends. Right,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. What um, uh, The other line in the in the... Uh, material I had here was that their records are love letters to the bastards, brawlers, vagabonds, and believers who shaped American folklore for better or for worse. Um, sure. That, that idea that they're, they're love letters. Um, and, and then you've got that string of other descriptors there. Where, where did that, uh, <laughs> where did that come
0: from? Uh, I think it just comes from uh, mo all of us being working class folk uh, and growing up in Chicago, I grew up off of Belmont Central, which is a heavily Polish um, middle class. Uh And, and, you know, I think that a lot of times those are heroes of our culture. And I I think, you know, you see that a lot in Americana. You see that a lot in country. You see that a lot in blues. Um, And that's, that's definitely something that we feel down to our bones. I mean, none of us are really making a lot of money or none of us are, you know, working cushy, Nine to five job, right, you know. Right. So it's just like that's that's kind of the thing, you know. That's kind of the the approach, and I think a lot of change, you know, has come from the middle class.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? What's a typical um, audience for you when you play as a band? Is it? Do you have a, a lot of people that are um, that are natives of the Chicago area, or do you? Is that a tourist type? Scene where you've got people coming in from outside that, that get to enjoy the music.
0: Um, it depends. It depends on the event. A lot of most of it is is local. Uh, so it'll be a lot of uh, a lot of people from the punk scene, a lot of people from the roots scene. Okay. Um, you know, definitely both are thriving scenes in Chicago. Um, if we're on a bigger bill, you'll get a lot of the touristy kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but other way, the crowds are great. They're fantastic.
1: And then when you go out of the city where what is a uh what does a tour look like for you when when you take the band and your music outside of chicago
0: i it really depends on the venue uh, it's usually small venues um so it's great because it's really um we get to really connect with the crowd um but a lot of times we'll go up to Milwaukee or we hit the Midwest, so it's just a lot of uh, okay. local drinking holes yeah. and places like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And the folks that um, uh, that are in charge of of putting you in those venues, what what's the what's the exposure uh, uh, outlets for? Um, People obviously, people come to those venues or coming because they, uh, at least some of them, come because they know you or had a chance to have seen you, mm-hmm. or heard you somewhere else. What, what type of uh, outlets are they um, getting to experience your music
0: in? Um, mostly online. I, I think social, social media and, and social networking really helps. But fortunately, we've got a lot of really good and positive. Uh, word of mouth, just from the bills that we'll play on, or you know our, our loyalty to a lot of different venues, um, things like that. So I think really it's a combination of really positive word of mouth and and social media.
1: Do you guys get to do some festivals also?
0: Yeah, uh, we've we've done a few. Um, we 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 love doing them. They're they're amazing. We've done Moonrunners, okay. uh, which is a which is a really great uh, country punk bluegrass americana fest here mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. chicago which is a, a done at reggie's um and then we've done uh october fest as far down as Paducah, kentucky okay um, that's cool. a blast yeah. i think we're doing that again this year
1: okay
0: um so yeah we, we've done a lot of really great and fantastic fests uh vintage torque fest we were doing car fests uh for a while like classic cars oh uh, yeah Billy, okay. that, that kind of thing and that was really fun it's a really fun scene everybody takes care of you and it's just it's great
1: well at, at the risk of of uh trying to draw comparisons I, I when i first listened to some of your music there was this kind of earthy edgy hint of of you know the zz early zz top and uh it's mm-hmm. funny that you said you know that you've been doing some classic cars because obviously that was a theme for them you know the classic cars and uh, yeah, and some of their videos. And so that, that, that's interesting. I, I wouldn't have put those two together until you said that, that you, normally you think classic car shows is fifties and sixties music, but it makes sense that they would also you know want to have this gritty blues feel too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and if you look at the the roots of all of that music, I mean, I think it all comes back to the blues or it all comes back to that kind of, that kind of gritty feel and, and, uh, We've got guys in the band that, you know, band that works on cars. I ride motorcycles. Okay. So it's, just, it's, it's great to be able to, you know, kind of work through a bunch of different scenes. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. Okay.
0: And, and get a feel for them and learn from them and adapt and have that influence your riding style.
1: I would think that even biker fests, is that the type of thing that you guys get a chance to play also?
0: Um. Yeah. There, there's a. Uh, a local club out here, um, Reckless, and we've done, we've done fests for them, and that's, that's just a hoop.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Uh,
0: You
1: you mentioned earlier when we were talking a little bit about your your solo stuff that you, you know, are doing all originals. Do you also do that as a band? Is that mostly original music?
0: Oh, it's all original. Yeah. Um, We, we we'll we'll throw in some covers. I mean, we will throw in the the longest cover we've been doing is a uh, uh, "Got My Mojo Working" by Muddy Waters. Yeah, we'll throw cool. that in. Okay. Um, so we, we'll we'll bust out some covers every now and then. I think we're probably due to start, you know, throwing <laughs> throwing in uh, a different one. I'm sure everybody's really tired of you know, hearing <laughs> that one. But
1: yeah, <laughs> tell me about your uh, your songwriting process. Um, are you the main songwriter? or Is it a collective? Mm-hmm.
0: No, you? I'm the main songwriter. Okay. Yeah.
1: And what, so, what is uh, what? What? Where does the inspiration come from when you, you know, melody first, lyrics first? Is it a mixture? Where? Where? You know, when, when you're inspired to to create something, where do you typically find that happens for you? Uh,
0: it depends on it depends on what I want to say. If it's something that I want to say specifically, um, lyrics will come first. So, if there's a, something in the news or if there's something happening in my life that Uh, I want to try and express uh, as poignant as possible. Mm -hmm. Then I'll usually run for a pen and paper first. Um, But if there's a sound, if if that feeling is kind of a sound, like something that I can translate into a riff, then I'll pick up a guitar. Um, But it's really a mix. I don't think that there's one that I probably do more than the other. Mm
1: -hmm. Is that... um how do you incorporate that into your day? Is, is there, you know, some songwriters kind of have a couple hours a day where they focus on that. Others are just kind of wait till something, something hits them. Or do you, do you have a catalog that you're working on in advance of any sort of, uh, material that you go into with a studio? Uh,
0: yeah, well, by the time we get in the studio, everything is really kind of fleshed out. Um, but once we finish a record, it usually takes me a little bit, uh, just because I'm, I'm at a point where I'm just kind of burnt out. I said everything that I wanted to say at yeah. that point, yeah. and it takes me a little bit to get writing. So with Tall Tales coming out um, April 14th, I don't think I've written one, like one new song. Okay. Um, but <laughs> but prior to that, I mean, sometimes it's just kind of it, it just hits, and when it hits, it just doesn't stop yeah. for a very long time. Okay, but okay. right now I'm kind of in that. Uh, the, the recess period
1: okay so and and tall tales is uh what number for you guys in far, as far as uh, releases uh
0: number three
1: okay and um tell me about this one a little bit uh, you said uh, just came out april 14th um yeah uh, same style is it um is it is it different at all in in previous work
0: I think it's definitely different, um, only because I think this one really captures us as honestly as possible. I think that this definitely captures more of what we're about live, more of what we're about as a band than mm-hmm. the other two. Uh, mm-hmm. The first the first record that we had, uh, Redemption, Salvation, Temptation, none of the guys that are in the band now, except for uh, Tommy Camp, the guitarist, uh, was on that record. Okay. So by the time that we went to our second record, Twisted Roots, uh, where J.D. Wilkes was gracious enough to come in and, and record with us, that was the first one uh, with this current lineup. So I, I think we were still kind of feeling it out. We were still seeing where we were going. And then this one came out three years after that, and we would had a bunch of shows under our belt. We'd really gotten to know each other really well, and I think that this one really captures us as honestly as possible. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And and, uh, it's definitely different sounding in in the way that we approached it. Um, We just went into the studio and basically just recorded it live. I mean, we didn't really sit down and overdub too much. Um, It was just kind of hit record and whatever was the best take we used. Mm. And then I would come in and do vocals. I think that that was the only thing that and some lead parts uh, were the only things that were overdubbed.
1: Yeah. Cool. And so are you out promoting that now or has, is there a tour set up or on the way? What, what does that look like the promotion for this?
0: Uh, No tour. um, But we, we have been playing shows. Uh, We, we had um, a string of record release shows back in April around the release that were really great and really successful. Um, And we've got a show coming up tomorrow at wires club in Chicago. Um, but uh, past that our calendar's kind of a little open, but we definitely will be filling that up soon.
1: Um, a lot of the Americana roots uh, groups that that we encounter or at least I encounter in the spring and summertime and fall are uh you know kind of on this festival thing, and so they're they're typically going to be a forty five fifty five minute set, maybe two mm-hmm. um, how does that differ? For you guys, if you're doing a uh, you know a venue, or are you, you know, co billing with someone, or or will you play a longer show than than the you know, kind of the typical bluegrass Americana type event that we see?
0: Uh, it really depends. I mean, we've done shows where we'll play for a couple hours, um, and, and we definitely we're we're a band that really likes to to kind of jam and feel it out. Yeah. Uh, so. But most of the time, I mean, we're doing we're doing solid forty five minute sets. Or, um, but when we're when we're out doing shows, we put bills together. Uh, we, we've got some really great talent that comes out with us, and so yeah.
1: So you guys aren't necessarily always exclusively the only entertainment uh, for the evening when you're playing somewhere.
0: No, mostly not. But we have done that before. But yeah, I. I Um, I've definitely seen that where a lot of the the Roots folks or a lot of the Americana folks are doing uh, a few sets a night, and uh, we've never really done that. We've done that once or twice, but most of the time we're going out, we've got a bill. We've got, like, a a package.
1: Yeah, okay. Have you done any uh, European work?
0: No, not yet, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, yeah. On the wish list, I assume? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Definitely on the wish list, yeah. Yeah. I mean, every band that we know that's gone over there has nothing but great things to say about the European market, the crowds, just everything. I mean, that's definitely... That's definitely
1: on a wish list for yeah, sure. Yeah, from what I understand from the, the artists that I've talked to that have been there that they, they say the same thing, very receptive and it's almost kind of like it's still kind of all new and fresh to them, so they're starving yeah. for, for any anything new they can they can get a hold of. So that's cool. Yeah, well I hope you guys get to do yeah.
0: that. Oh yeah, thanks.
1: So what's the what's the future look like for you guys? Where where do you um uh, you know, if you if you could look into a crystal ball five years down the road, what what do you uh, what do you wish for the band to be able to to be doing?
0: Uh, you know, honestly, just the same of what we're doing now. I really I love where we're at. I love uh, I love the consistency stream of shows. Um, I love the support from our record label, Rusty Knuckles. Um, just I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm really happy I'm really content with yeah. where we're at that's just cool. being able to just being able to play music yeah. you know and be able to do that on a consistent basis and uh, that's I mean that's the dream right yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah, for it, sure. yeah yeah
1: that's awesome and yeah. we've gotten to see
0: places you know we've gotten to see places that we probably would have never gone yeah. you know if we weren't like booked out that way or yeah. something like yeah. that and, yeah so you know it's just the adventure yeah. you know just getting to see uh small towns
1: uh, how can folks get a hold of you? Reach out to you? Get a chance to listen to your music? Give me give me some ways for them to to find you.
0: Uh, you can find us online at uh, Curio Band. That's our official website. Uh, we got a big Instagram presence. Uh, we, we've got Facebook. Uh, you can look us up at Curio Official. Um, we got Twitter. Same thing, Curio Official. Um, you, you can find us on the Rusty Knuckles website. Our label. Um, yeah.
1: Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks, Chris. Good stuff, man. Good to enjoy talking to you.
0: Hey, thank you, Greg. I really appreciate your time.
1: Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at
2: AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.